0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Today's show is brought to you by Panama City Beach. Are you dreaming of a beach vacation? I think that's my life every single day. Get away to the sugar white sands and turquoise waters of Panama City Beach, Florida. You'll discover endless family fun, heart-pounding thrills, echo adventure, and romance. So make it memorable. Make it yours at Panama City Beach, the real fun beach. Plan your escape today at visitpanamacitybeach.com. Hello, hello, hello. It is the Wednesday before Happy Hour Live, which I am so giddy about. We're in full-on prep mode for all of you ladies who are making your way to our live event. We love these live events and our guests coming this week will be incredible. I cannot wait to see you guys. Roll into Austin, Texas this weekend. Visit all my favorite restaurants. Come out to Addison Grove where we have our event. Hang out with Rebecca and Lisa and Cezanne and Ruth and all of my friends that are gonna be there I'm giddy with it. But before the live event, let's talk about today's episode. Today's guest is a woman known by many of you for her time on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Emily Mannard, who now is Emily Johnson. She lives in North Carolina with her sweet family of five. She has three little boys under the age of four, a teenage daughter, and a supportive husband that we talk about today. Emily and I talk a lot about the moments throughout her story that she saw over and over again, how God's peace was centering in her decision-making. We talk about her faith, how it's been this growing faith and not this one particular moment, but it's evolved over a lifetime. She shares the story of her time before, during, and now after the spotlight of The Bachelor. Emily and I also talk about what it was like for both of us to end an engagement and how thankful we are for God's leading in our lives in that area. It was fun to sit down with her and hear about her life. You're gonna love meeting her. Before we jump into the show, I wanna tell you about the survey that we have going on right now. You know that I love you as the listener and I want to know what you love about the happy hour. I also want to know what you would like more of about the happy hour. But I also just wanna know who are you? Who's listening to this show every week is what we wanna know. And so we have a survey. This is our best way that we can figure out who you are, what you love, what you want more of and what you would like us to change. Guys, it's your chance to give us feedback. I would love it if you took the survey for us. Go to jamieivy.com slash survey. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're running, maybe you're doing dishes. Just remember this, jamieivy.com slash survey. Thank you for those of you that have already completed the survey. It means so much to our team that you would share your feedback with us. I know it's a pain to get from a podcast to a computer to do the survey. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. When you complete the survey, we have some gifts for you. The first thing we're going to give you, and you're going to get all of this in September after the survey's done, is you're going to get the chance to join our Patreon party for $1 for the month of September. I've talked about Patreon before, and it is a fun membership site where we give you extra episodes. We're constantly working on how do we get you more content, extra episodes, and we do that a lot over on Patreon. So you'll get to join Patreon and receive all of the benefits for $1 in the month of September. Another thing we're also going to give you is we're going to give you a coupon code for free shipping for our merch store during the month of September. We have a lot of new merchandise coming out in August and I cannot wait for you to see it. And we're going to let you get free shipping on it as well. We value you so much. We create our podcasts for you, our listener. So we would love to know more from you. Go to jamieivy.com slash survey and fill out our survey and then get our free goodies from us in the month of September. Okay, you guys, here is my conversation with my friend, Emily Maynard Johnson. Emily, welcome to The Happy Hour. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is so exciting because um, I sent you a message, I think, mm-hmm. and was said to you,
2: hey, I'd love to have you on the show. And you responded back that you've listened to The Happy Hour. Oh, yeah. You are like, I just got into podcasts podcast in the past like year or so. And you are like, you've been on my top listener thing for- the beginning of the days. I really screenshotted sent incident
1: to my assistant, Lindsay, and I was like, OMG, <laughs> Emily's going to come That's on so the funny. happy hour. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Um, we're in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. This is where you live. It is. Yeah. How long have you been in Charlotte? 15 years. Oh, a long time. Yeah.
2: I love it here. Um, I always have like ideas of moving to, you know, the mountains or the beach or something, but are here. We're Can't here. you get to the mountains and beach fairly easily from Charlotte you though? You can. You can. So you really like got the best of both. I want to like both. go off the grid though. Like I'm talking like mountains of Wyoming or. And live there or vacation there? Live there. You know, okay. like everything going on in the world these days. I'm like, I'm just going to pack everything up and homeschool and live off the land. But my husband laughs at me when I say
1: that. But it does sound appealing sometimes. It does. It does. When you turn on the news here, and oh, yeah. you're like, I'm leaving. Yeah. We're going to be here forever. I love it. Uh, This is a random, but
2: everyone's going to... Do you know your Enneagram number? Seven. Seven. Yes. Okay. I don't know what that means. All the way. Like like, what in relation to everybody else's, but um, I'm a seven. And my girlfriend actually told me I was a seven before I even took the test. uh And then I took it and I was a seven. Do you know what Tyler is, your husband? He is not a believer in that kind of stuff. He's not going to do it. No. Unless he hears like Joe Rogan say that he should listen, do that on his podcast... He's just like not interested.
1: We were with some friends last weekend. My husband Aaron and I, and we were talking with them, Ben and Donna. And I was like, Donna, what's your number? And she told me whatever. And I said, Ben, what's your number? And he's like, I don't do this. Yeah, he's, and I was like, Tyler's oh, not
2: interested. Okay, yeah, <laughs>
1: but it, of course his wife was like, I know what he is. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, I'm not going to tell him. So yeah, <laughs> one of those things. But I was curious when you said just go live in Wyoming. Like, what would that? That's like that totally sounds like a seven. Like, let's really? just go. Really does, does that it? sound
2: seven-ish? Yeah. Like, let's just go and do it.
1: Um, okay, so you're in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. What people might know you most for, besides living in Charlotte, having your husband, four kids, is that you were on The Bachelor season 15.
2: Yes. It was a lifetime ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I was 20. I think I was 24 when I went on and I'm 34 now or I'm 33. I'm not 34. I'm 33. I swear. Don't give yourself
1: another (laughs) number. Don't do it.
2: You were a baby when you went on that show. Yeah, I was a baby.
1: Okay. So I read your book forever ago. Thank you. Yes, you're so okay. I really did. I read, it's called, I Said Yes, My Story of Heartbreak, Redemption, and True Love. And I read it um, for like, probably when it came out. Yeah. In 2016, forever mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but give us a little bit of a snippet. How did you end up on The Bachelor?
2: My girlfriend, I think, was tired of hearing me complain about being single and wrote in like a, whatever they're called, uh, nomination. Yeah. And I got a phone call from the guy in casting. And I thought it was a prank call and then he read me the, this letter that my girlfriend wrote about me. And it was the nicest things anybody's ever said about me. And I started crying. And I know at that moment they were like, she has got to be on the show. Like she started crying like that. Yeah. She's going to yeah, be the she's crazy gonna be one. Great. <laughs> she's going to be great. Yeah. You are not the crazy one. <laughs> I think no. that's what they were hoping okay, for. like, <laughs> She's going to be the cry baby. She's going to cry over everything. It's going to be great. They're always looking for the hook. Yeah. Um, okay. So you go on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea? What th- did you know the show? I had watched the show. Um, I started watching it. I just watched like, I remember watching Allie's season. Yes. And that was whenever I was going through the casting process. Okay. And usually it's a guy from that season. Oh, but then they... Picked Brad. And I had no idea. Was Brad a new guy? He was out of nowhere? Um, He had been on the show years before, but didn't pick anybody. So he was like everybody's least favorite bachelor. He's an Austin guy, right? I he think is, we yeah. see him
1: around. I haven't, but yeah. I've had girlfriends text me and say, oh my gosh, I just saw Brad Wilmack. <laughs> yeah, he. I think I don't know if he still lives there, but- um, They have a couple businesses there. Yeah. I'm acting like I know him. I don't know him. I really I don't, don't either, to be heard. honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was Brad Womack season that you were on. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they came to you and said, do you want to be the Bachelorette?
2: Yes. And I said, absolutely not. I will never do this again. You did. I did and um things were so bad between Brad and I that they asked asked me to do it while I was still like we hadn't even broken up yet. They were like oh. we see this coming. We're going to go ahead and set you up. That yeah. You're going to need to be back. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I I was like absolutely not. I want this to be over. And then I thought I'd go back to my normal life and then I would meet the love of my life and I didn't. What was your normal life? Um were you I mean, an event planner? Or is that what I I did um I did event planning for the hospital. I just started out as a volunteer and then um Right before I went on the show, I was started like they wanted to actually pay me for a job, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Um, but then I went on the show and I did not do that job anymore. Okay. <laughs> after that, you yeah. did not come back. Okay. So you want to come back to your
1: normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a moment where you realized, I don't think I'm going to
2: have a normal life after this? Um. You know... That's really like very re- a, a very relative word yeah. because I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, like if I was in LA and doing red carpets, that would be a very right. abnormal life. Mm-hmm. When I say not normal, I just mean like for the very short amount of time that it mattered, that it was on TV, it was crazy. Um, I just remember like the promo started airing on ABC and Ricky had traveled with me a little bit, uh-huh. you know, and she would be like, "Why are, why are you... Why are you on the on TV? TV yeah. Like, why are you on there? And um, Chantel was the girl that slapped Brad getting out of the limo. And she was like, that was rude. Why did she do that? I'm like, we're no, we can't watch TV anymore. We're done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's like, there's no TV gonna, in this house yes, anymore. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because she
1: didn't know what was going on.
2: She did not know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what made you say yes to the bachelorette?
2: Um, honestly, I, 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 I always, and I know this is like a very Christian thing to say, and I'm really trying to like figure out what that, what, what hearing God's voice and having peace about things means to me personally. I just had peace about it. Um, I had peace about saying no to it. There was no part of me that wished I had done it whenever I said no. And then whenever I said no, the second time I was like kind of uneasy about it. And looking back, maybe that was just my own wants. Yeah. Maybe I just wanted to do something different. And I just wanted an adventure and it sounded fun. I mean, it No, I always, Emily, I always say I would go on The Bachelor right now. Oh, yeah. I'm married for 18
1: (laughs) years with four kids. If I could get to like the top 10. I mean, all those like traveling around the world.
2: It was amazing. I I lived in Africa for like three weeks. You don't do that in normal life. See, that's Bachelor style. Yeah. Yeah. I I ate Nobu like every (laughs) night for ever. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So- There's an adventure there. Yeah. And so looking back, I think it was less of like hearing God's voice and more just me being bored in my everyday life and not really dating anybody and just wanting to go do something dumb. You know, I had my daughter at such a young age. I always say like, that's my college experience. The bachelor. Yes. And the bachelorette. I just went and acted dumb and like, you know, just got it out of my system.
1: Okay. So I'm going to ask you this. Any regrets of doing saying yes both times? Adder- I, think, I think regrets are hard. I'll yeah. set you up with that because I'm like, well, I have stuff I wish maybe wouldn't have happened, but it's made me who I am.
2: Yeah. But I also think that's like a very cliche thing to say, right? mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we all have things that we're like, why did I do that. That was dumb. And of course I look back, I'm like, why did I do that? That was really dumb. I knew better. Um, I think both of them are great. Looking back, I had very little in common. Um, you talking about both the guys? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, we had... No business getting engaged. I w- would bet on saying most people who leave that show have no business getting engaged. Recently, it's been awesome. They've I wish had like I knew a, the
1: ratio of. Uh,
2: there've been like more in the past couple of years. I feel like that have stayed together and yeah, um, especially bachelorettes. You think there's more? Are there more bachelorettes that end oh, up for saying sure. okay? I think there's only one bachelor or two bachelors that have gotten married. Oh no, three now because Ari from my season got married okay. recently. I, there's definitely more bachelorettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So no regrets or just like, I just did maybe, I was just, I was young.
2: I, I, yeah, I think I just like wish I would have, I don't know, maybe just, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, I wish I would have picked this guy oh, because yeah. that, yeah. it wouldn't it's have worked out thing, with anybody. Right. Yeah. 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 So,
1: you know, I want to talk about, this doesn't have anything to do with the bachelor bachelorette, but we both have this in common. And I think that this is an important conversation You were engaged from Mm -hmm. those shows, Mm -hmm. broke them off. Now you're happily married to your husband. You'll have four kids, all the things. So we've got this life. I was engaged before I met my husband and broke it off. And so I am the weird person when people are getting married. Emily, this is not a joke. If you're like a really close friend of mine and you're getting married... The first time I ever did this, my girlfriend really looked at me and she was so angry with me. Oh no. But I continue to do it. I think
2: I know what you're going to say.
1: I look at them on their wedding day or the night before whenever I have a moment and I say, if you don't want to do it, I'll take you out. You can leave.
2: That's a good friend. Isn't it? That's a really good friend. The
1: first time I said it to my best girlfriend and the the first time I ever said it was to my best friend and she was so mad at me. She got over it and they've been married for 20 years. But I do that now because I remember that feeling of if I if I let this all go, people are going to be mad at me. And I wasn't like, or, I wasn't about to walk down the aisle or anything, yeah. but still.
2: Or just feeling like, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. Right. This is, you know, nothing's perfect. This is, it doesn't feel great, but does anything really feel great? This is, this is as good as it's going to get for me. And just settling. Yes. I see that so much. And looking back, I remember like, people talking about marriage and this and that. And we were nowhere near that either time. But thinking like, if it doesn't work out, it's obviously my fault. Like, it's my problem. Like, I'm the common denominator, especially the second time around. It's like, I'm the common denominator. I'm the one that's messed up all these relationships. It's my fault. But
1: did you also take in, we met on a reality TV show. Was that like, were you thinking that as well? Like Instead of taking all that blame on yourself, also bringing in the circumstances. Well,
2: like with Brad who he, he's wonderful. He's great. He's just like a little bit more serious than I would normally be drawn to. And I remember being on the show and I would t- tell my producer, like, he's not very funny. Like, he doesn't make me laugh. And they're like, oh, you just make him nervous. It's so cute. He's so nervous uh-huh. around you. And I'd be like, really? Like, that's how dumb I was. Right. Like, I'm so flattered. This uh-huh. is amazing. Yeah. He's so into me. And looking back, we just had different personalities. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I thought, this is my fault. If it doesn't work out, I took all the blame. And at the end of the day, we didn't know each other. I didn't know that our personalities were so different. I didn't know that we had a big age difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking about the listener I have a surprisingly i don't know why I say surprisingly we have a lot of young listeners to the happy hour, mm-hmm. which I adore it's awesome it, it, the crazy thing is when you come to our live events, there is a big range of women mm-hmm. I mean moms are coming with their daughters, and so I love that about the show, but yeah. I know there's a lot of young listeners and so let's say that they're coming to you and they're like emily, I don't know if this guy's right we're dating what's your what's your thing to tell them like how how did you know or what would you encourage them to do to try to figure that out?
2: God gave me such a peace about Tyler. Like I wasn't worried if if I didn't, if, if, if I didn't see him for a day, I wasn't worried. Like, what is he doing? Is he with somebody else? I didn't feel the need. Like, I wonder who he's texting. I didn't, he didn't make me feel insecure. Like I just had this peace about everything with him. Like I trusted him as cliche as it is. Like he... I, I always like, I kind of had like lost puppy syndrome. Like I would go for the guys that uh, kind of needed my help. Yeah. And that I could save mm-hmm. and, and fix them all up. Them. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, he didn't need me for anything. Like he- He was good. Yeah, he was good. And he wasn't impressed by any of that stuff. He like, he really wanted to get to know my heart. And so I felt like I really had to impress him and he was just different. And I think that God gives you a peace about things. Like I said, you know, especially when it comes to marriage and I know everybody, you know, there will always be like, well, this is the biggest decision. And you're always going to feel like a little uneasy about it, but you'll, deep down, you'll have a peace about it. I agree. I
1: agree. I remember when I was engaged um, and I just couldn't shake that. I can't see myself with this guy for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah. With Tyler, it was different. Like I could always see myself getting married, but I could never see that person at the end of the aisle. Oh. But with Tyler, like I could see him at the end of the aisle. Like every other every other time, I just saw myself walking down the aisle, yeah, in like a beautiful dress, right, and a wedding, yeah, a yeah. wedding. But, not but a I marriage. never could picture them at the end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with Tyler, like I could finally picture him there and like his family there. And, yeah, yeah. I remember, and I don't know
1: if you felt this way as well. I remember when I broke off the engagement. Mm-hmm. I knew it was the right thing and the best thing, but it was still super difficult. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were emotions involved. I did love this guy as much as I possibly could. Sure. But I just, I couldn't see it ending. I mean, I couldn't see it ending out well. And so that was also hard for me. I was young as well. And I had a hard time separating the emotions from like what I knew had to happen.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean?
1: Like, I do love you. I can't marry you.
2: Yeah. And I think too, whenever you're young, the drama of the back and forth relationships is fun and exciting and and sad looking back i'm so embarrassed i would never want my daughter to do that yeah and i would never want my boys to do that like it's so it's a sad time but like it was just something to do yeah and i knew like we're never gonna get married this is a nightmare he brings out all the worst qualities in me but just going back and forth like it's just something to do
1: Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: All right, friends, I'm interrupting Emily's show for just a hot second to thank our sponsors who make today happen. First sponsor I want to thank today is Zip Recruiter. You guys know I have the best team around and would be so sad if I had to replace any of them. The hassle of finding a qualified candidate takes a long time. There are so many applicants that make the process hard to navigate, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, it's fast, and it's smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ziprecruiter.com HH. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 at the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so that you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners, which is you because you're listening to my voice, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash HH. That's ziprecruiter.com slash HH. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Today's show is also brought to you by ButcherBox. Every month, ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef free-range organic chicken, heritage-bred pork, and wild Alaskan salmon directly to your door and shipping is free. The incredible quality of ButcherBox meat starts with a commitment to humanely raised animals that are never given antibiotics or added hormones. Even their bacon, sourced from heritage-bred pigs, is uncured, nitrate-free, and sugar-free. By taking out the middleman and purchasing directly from a collective of ranches, ButcherBox can buy meat at a lower cost and pass those savings on to you. Choose from four curated boxes or customize your own box so you can get exactly what you and your family love. Each box comes with at least 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual sized meals. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon for free, plus $20 off your first box. Guys, ground beef, bacon, and $20 off your first box. This is great. Just go to butcherbox.com slash happy hour or enter the promo code happy hour at checkout. That's butcherboxer.com slash happy hour or enter the promo code happy hour at checkout for $20 off your first box, plus two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon. That, my friend, is a good deal. Now, back to the rest of my conversation with Emily. Okay, well, that's your bachelor, bachelorette history, which a lot of people watched you on, and so that was fun to talk about. But I want to talk about your life now. Mm -hmm. Your husband, Tyler, Mm -hmm. you guys met at church. We did. That's where my husband and I met. I see. It's such a great place to meet a man. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. Although my single girls would be like, where are the Christian men They're just right now? But they're there. You got to look. Okay. So tell us how you guys met and about that. And this is my question too. Did Tyler know about your reality TV exposure and time and what you'd been on the show?
2: Um, He did know. Charlotte is a very small town, but he's never watched the show even now, like we don't watch it together. I don't watch it. Do you watch the show now? No, I mean, it's too long.
1: I don't watch it either. I can't find the time. Yeah. My assistant Lindsay is here. We were ex- actually on the way to the hotel. Mm-hmm. We just flew in. Uh, and the girl who picked us up um, also watches the show. Okay. And so they were having a heyday talking about it. And I'm so lost. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. But I can't, I think every episode's like four hours long. I just can't, I can't put it into
2: my life. I just fall asleep. So <laughs> I, like, I'm done. I don't have to, I don't have the time. Um, but Tyler and I met at church. Um, I was trying to get more involved. I had just switched churches. Um, and I was trying to like meet more people and just get out of my house. Cause I'd kind of secluded myself at home for a long time and, um, right after the bachelor. And I, so I, our church adopted this middle school. Um, and we did like jewelry club every Thursday so that the, Parents could have more involvement and in all this stuff. Well, anyway, Tyler was an elder at the church. And whenever I told my friends he's an elder at our church, they were like, ew, gross. How old is this dude? <laughs> but he's like younger than me. Okay. He's by two months, not that much, yeah. But yellow, yeah. still. <laughs> so he's not that old, but he would help me carry out my beads every Thursday. And he never flirted with me. He never asked me for my phone number, nothing, until I went on the show. And he Wait, like- Until you went on what show? The Bachelorette. You knew him
1: before. Oh, yeah. Because you said after the bachelor, you're trying to like stay low. Yeah. So you're working at the middle school. Mm -hmm. You know, Tyler.
2: Mm -hmm. You think he's cute? Oh my gosh. I went to my life group like the week after I met him. I was like, I met my husband at at Jewelry Club. And, but he he was very confident in a way that I hadn't seen any other man be confident. And I didn't know if it came from like, I didn't think it came from like an arrogance. Yeah. It's just truly like who he is in his faith. That he just was different. He was just different. And he showed no interest in me. So obviously, then I was super interested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna make you want me. Yeah. yeah. So, but then you went on The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that blew up. And we ended things in August, I think. Um, the show stopped airing in July. Things ended in like August or September. And then I was in LA in January and Tyler texted me and asked me if I would post about this um, social justice conference that they were doing in Charlotte and totally out of character for me. I'm like very much an introvert. I would never ask a guy out. Like that's just not like me. I said, yeah, I will, but you have to take me out on a date first.
1: That's bold. Yes,
2: I know. And I like looking back, I'm like, did I have like a glass of wine too many <laughs> right. or what, what was, was happening? happening? Like that was divine intervention because it was not me at all. And he said, okay, fine. Like I'm, cause he had asked me, tried to go out a couple times before that. And um, it never like ended up working out. So he's like, I might be a glutton for punishment, but I'll try again. And so we finally went out. And ever since then, it was like, we got married a year and a half later.
1: That's quick after coming off the show. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. We got married or we got engaged in January the next year and we got married in June. I love it. (laughs) Our stories are so similar,
1: except I didn't go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But besides that, (laughs) a lot in common. Eric (laughs) and I started dating really quickly after my whole thing as well. Um, Okay. So you fell in love with this guy and he was just uh, everything that you had wanted, like confident and strong and everything you hadn't had before. Okay. And how old was Ricky at the time?
2: She was seven. Okay. And she... I didn't introduce them for a long time, probably like six months. And he had the most beautiful lab and we didn't have, I wouldn't let Ricky have any animals (laughs) since I'm a mean mom. (laughs) And so he would bring his dog over like while he was at work. So Ricky just knew him as like this cool guy that brings a dog over for me to play with. So she just loved him. She'd be like, is Mr. Tyler, you know, coming over and he'd come over for dinner sometimes. And then, you know, she just, it just kind of all happened naturally. Like they became best buddies Mm -hmm. and They still are. I'm still the odd man out.
1: I think I read that you said she likes him better than you. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Especially now.
2: (laughs) I'm definitely the bad guy. (laughs) She's
1: 14, which means we have emotions happening.
2: Yes. I have to tell her every day that everyone loves her. Everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. No one's out to get you. Everyone loves you. My daughter is 11 and I see this
1: on our horizon.
2: And Ricky is exceptional. I see like, you know, just with social media and everything, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute nightmare. And I let her know she has no privacy. So she knows I'm reading everything she puts out there. I'm every message, everything she looks at. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it. Uh-huh. And honestly, like, I'm really proud of her and the things she chooses to talk about and all that. Like, she's not perfect by any means, right. but it's not as bad as it could be. Oh my for gosh. Sure. It
1: is so hard to be a teenager right now. Oh, I could not even imagine. It's so hard. I am so thankful that all the social media was not around when I was younger.
2: I'm 33 and it's hard being a 33 year old with social media. I say this all the time, the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to ask, it's like, give it to our kids
1: and ask them. And yeah, we are, uh, one of our kids has it. And so it's like, I'm a firm believer in like, you have to teach, they're going to leave your house one day. So I want to teach them, but it is hard and it's a struggle and they're going to mess up. She, yeah. I mean, that's really the only
2: leverage I have right now. Yeah, is like take your
1: phone away. Yes, that's, and it happens yeah. a
2: lot. Yep. But we have like very strict rules, and yeah, you know, she's she's a really good girl. She has a really good heart, and you know, she's a pleaser, and she's she's easy, and she's fun. But she's also fourteen. She's and fourteen. Hates me sometimes. So
1: you have a very large gap in your children. Yes. Ricky's fourteen, and then you have three boys mm-hmm. who are four and under. Yes you were basically like an elephant pregnant. Aren't yes. they pregnant for like three years at a time? I mean, that's the way
2: I feel. Oh my gosh. I went to drop my, I, they went to camp at our little preschool, church preschool that mm-hmm. they go to during the year a couple weeks ago. And I know like all the moms were looking like, are you pregnant time! It's time. It's like, time. Like, and I wear things that are like really flowy. So like, we knew it. Oh, here it's- it comes. I yep. <laughs> <Me>
1: number five. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always tell moms that have kids really close together that these years that you're in right now are so extremely difficult. But my kids, all four of mine are within four years. Oh, really? Three of them are adopted. So I only birthed one. But, but still, still, right now I have four kids within four years. It's the best. That's Once what they everybody get older, like, to be best. best. Friends.
2: I'm like, what day? Because exactly. right now I'm fearful for all of their safety. Yeah.
1: Not, I, I, I think they are friends. I mean, they have yeah. each other. We don't have a lot of play dates at our house. I'm like, go play with your brothers. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. But we all do the same things.
2: Yeah, that's which is good.
1: nice. Like we can all go see Spider-Man. We yeah. can all go do this. Well, that's
2: what's hard about having Ricky too. She doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So it's like I'm parenting two different sets, mm-hmm. you know, like I have to compartmentalize things every day. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like one day I'm potty training and then I'm grounding her from, from her phone. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if I'm coming or going most of the time. You know what? This is what
1: I just thought of that would have to be so difficult for you is I remember having little kids and we were put in a bed at 7.30. Oh and yeah. So Erin and I had the whole night, mm-hmm. but you also have a 14 year old who doesn't go to bed at
2: 7.30. No, but she, Tyler works till late. Okay. So I have my time with her like mostly in the morning and during the day, like during nap time, I have, that's when I have my time with her usually. Um, and then whenever Tyler gets home, she wants to talk to him. She doesn't want to talk to me. She's so into him, huh? Yeah, she doesn't. That's good. Because he's a really good listener. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to give her advice. He's the opposite of me. Yeah. I want to tell her, this is what I would do. Yeah. And this is what you should do. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't want that. You know, she wants to just figure it out on her own. and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I need to be better about. Yeah, yeah. So
1: life for you right now is you're in the trenches of motherhood. Yeah. How has that affected just like all of your other relationships. I mean, what does, what does that look like? And how are you finding joy in the midst of
2: chaos? Sure. Um, I give myself a lot of grace and I just t- tell myself every day, like, this is just a season of life. This is just a season of life. Like, and I've learned to just let some things go for a long time. I saw a lot of the other people who had gone on the show come off and like do these businesses and do all this cool stuff. And like, some point I just had to, especially like when I wrote my book, I was so bad at it and I'm not good with deadlines. I'm just like too scatterbrained. I'm not good with like, I'm just not good at business stuff in general that I just had to be like, you know what, this is not my gift and that's okay. And just let that go. I'm not going to be the one that's, you know, monetizing my Instagram and having all this cool stuff that I'm doing and that's just not going to be me. I'm not going to be an influencer. That's just not my personality. And I had to come to a place where I was like, okay with that. Because every time I would get on Instagram, I would feel like such a loser. Cause I'm like, why am I not doing what they are? Why I feel all this guilt. And I just
1: had to be okay with that. You know, that is, I think a lot of women are in that same stage, whether they have been on TV or not of looking around at what other women show us that's happening and yeah. show us what they're doing and feel less than or feel unimportant or feel like they can't do it. Um, do you, have you had to go through a time where you think, oh, maybe, you know what, like you said, you're going to give yourself a lot of grace, but do you also have this thing of, I have more time after I can get my kids a little bit older. Do you feel yeah. that tension a little of like, I'm I'm so entrenched of motherhood right now, but I know there's like for There's sure. A few years down the road.
2: I, I I, tell my husband every day, I'm like, I'm going to go get a job at Paper Source. Like, I just need to get out of this yeah, house. Uh-huh. I love cards. I love paper stuff. I'm just going to go get some random job just so I can get out of this house. And... I think every day, like I want, there's so many things I want to do. I have this idea for an HGTV show I want to do. I you better know if, pitch it to the Gaines right now. They got their new uh, network, I don't Chip know. and Joanna. If you wanted to do that, I could be like, okay, this is who you need to call. Uh-huh. This is what you need to do. But if it's for me, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't yeah. even know where to begin. But I do tell myself like one day I can do all these things. It's just not right now. Uh-huh. One day I'll be able to shower by myself. It's just not right now.
1: This is the true story. This is how life is with little ones. Yeah. I am so surprised that people haven't come to you to pitch like a family reality TV show.
2: Oh, no. Have they? Oh, no. No. Um, First of all, it it would not be interesting to watch (laughs) at all. You're like, we're
1: so boring. Yeah. We're just um, a family doing life.
2: Yeah. But no. My husband, he's like super private. He's not interested. And it would be boring. It would just be us going to like random places around Charlotte just to get out of the house. So I have to, can stop cleaning. Hobby lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said this idea of a HGTV, but Mm -hmm. in all seriousness, that, that
1: is serious. I'm not saying that, but what do you, like, what does Emily see in the next 10, 15 years your life looking like?
2: Um, I don't even know. I know that I want things to be simple. I don't want, you know, I think that in this society, especially with like Instagram and everything, like it's like more, more, more. I just like want to get to a place where everything's simple. Like that's where I thrive when everything's just like easy. And right now, everything's not easy I, because of
1: motherhood and the, yeah, the, the yeah, life just, stage yeah. In, yeah.
2: But um, you know, eventually, I would like to do more of something. I don't know whether it's write another book. Maybe I'm I'll be better at it at this point in my life. I don't know. But um, right now, I'm just like trying not to wish away these days. I just remember when Ricky was little and I. Don't really remember any of it because I was just like, I can't wait to get out of this stage. I can't wait for this stage to be over. And so I feel like I have a second chance of it. And I'm like, just kind of trying to enjoy each stage and not wait until they're 10 and go to school. It comes with a
1: lot of maturity as well. Because I mean, I remember feeling that way when my kids were little Mm -hmm. as well. It's just like, man, I just wish... I tell the story often of my fourth kid, my daughter, her last year before she went to kindergarten... I remember the entire year, I was like, I just cannot wait till she gets to school. Oh, like, yeah. I just cannot wait. And there's some like, you know, validity in that. Like, oh, yeah. oh okay, I'm, I think I was going to start my show and all these things. And so everything would be easier. Yeah. But I often, it's like when we talked about regrets earlier, I definitely, it's a weird word, but I look back on that year and think, I had one year oh, yeah. with her only. And I just basically wished it away. Yeah. And you know- we can look back on that, encourage women, but also maturity. So you had Ricky super super young.
2: I was nineteen. Yeah, that's a that's a you were a baby. Yeah, and you know it's, I just talked to a girl today who is in the same position that I was in. Um, she's pregnant. Her husband passed away, and it like brings back a lot of those feelings and like all those memories that you kind of God's protection just kind of. I feel like every pregnancy, you forget about things, and you know, God gives you protection over things and gives you amnesia so you don't remember and you want to right. do it again. And then you do it again. Um, but I like it's moments like that that I am so grateful for, like, the platform that I've been given to. That I may not be out there saving the world, but like, my story was so unique that it reached somebody in a different state that has the same unique situation, right. like, one person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really, I don't know if I know of anybody else that went through what I went through and she did, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like that was really special and just kind of a reminder that like it matters. It does. I know. I, I think our, all of our stories matter because
1: even you're going to feel like this only happened to me, but then there's someone else that you're going to get to relate to so uniquely that you never, that you couldn't be able to, um, I have a friend who actually just lost her husband last week oh. and she's not pregnant. So, you know, not the exact same scenario, but I think about that. And I think I'm so grateful. Um, and I have a, a handful of other friends I know that have walked that road
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they have a ministry where they do a retreat every year for women who have lost their husband within That's the past awesome. year. Isn't that amazing?
2: Like, what a cool, not cool, but like special place. Yes. Because, you know, if you haven't been through it, you really don't, I wouldn't know what to say to somebody. I would have no idea. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: and so they do this retreat really and they cool. minister to women who are newly widowed. Um, And I just think they have a unique perspective on it.
2: And like, what a great way, like God sees beauty through all the ashes and like, what a cool way to take such a tragedy yeah, and use it to help somebody. Yeah. I think that's really awesome.
1: Okay. So if people don't know, we're talking about you walking through death. Can you just tell us that story real quick? Some people sure. may not understand what we're okay. talking about. We just kind of jumped into yeah. it as if people Sorry. know. But tell no.
2: Um. Yeah. I. Um. Ricky's dad, my daughter's dad, was in an accident. Um. Before she was born, and so. Um. Yeah. He. I. Fa- I didn't know I was pregnant whenever he passed away. Um. But I found out a couple of days later, and so it's just been Ricky and I ever since.
1: And- I didn't remember that till you just said it. That you didn't know you were pregnant when he passed
2: away. Yeah. So the accident was on a Sunday and I found out on next Friday that I was pregnant. I, would t- I, I remember telling a couple of people like during those couple of days that I didn't know and they're like, oh, sweetie. Like, you just think you're, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. She's like so special to me. So when you
1: were, you're, you are you had her when you were how old? 19. So you're 19. You're, um,
2: were y'all engaged? Um, you, no, we had okay. just bought a ring. So I still have that. I keep you telling do? Ricky, I'm like, you can have it. You know, as long as I like like the guy you're marrying, he can have it. <laughs>
1: that is so sweet. Yeah. So you are almost engaged to this guy and um, have to walk through this at some, such a young, young age. Do you look back and even like think, how did that girl even make it?
2: Every day, especially Every- now that I'm older. I feel like as you get older, your capacity to, to handle hard things gets smaller almost because it's like, I feel everything so much harder now. Yeah. I mean, I just... I my cat got run over and I was like deep grief for like a month to the point where my husband was like, this is not normal. I <laughs> need to move on Emily. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just think if something like that happened to me now, I would, I would feel it so much harder because mm. back then it was like, everything's going to be okay. And it was just almost too much for me to handle. So I just had to focus on having a baby. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, sometimes I think like I'm, watching Oprah or something like you that. you look did not back happen on to that in your life, yeah. you've lived a
1: lot of life, you know, in your six Would you say 34? 33. 30. Yeah. Oh yeah. We almost yeah. made you 33. <laughs> you're 34. You're 34. Not, you're not. When's your birthday? February 1st. Okay. So February you'll be 34. You've yeah. lived a lot of life. I mean, walked through a lot of losses, a lot of hard stuff.
2: Um, but we all have. It's true. You know, we all, that's what I would say. Like we all have our stuff. Um, you just can't let it bury you. And you just got to keep going and everything's going to be okay.
1: So I have a question that I'm curious about. When you walked through that at 19,
2: how was your faith? I don't know. Were you a Christian then or? I thought I was. Okay. I thought I was. And had that experience not, had that accident not happened in my life, I would still be floating on this like seat of, I'm a good person. Right. I go to church sometimes. Like I would still be, I I feel like I would be, I know God would probably would have figured out some way to shake me up, but Uh like. I'm scared that I would have been, Um, but that just like, I think it happened in stages for me too. Like at that point, I was still a little bit angry at God. And then I kind of went through this like rebellious stage where I was just like, you know, just making bad choices Uh and the bachelor. And then I feel like it's been, it's grown a lot you know as yeah. i it, it, some people say like it just happened all of a sudden it d- it didn't really happen that yeah. way for me yeah. i remember a couple of days after the accident my mother in law praying over me and she's so faithful and i i just felt something different in that moment and i feel like that's i can if i had to pinpoint it that would be the moment yeah. but it just has grown over the years over the years yeah
1: i think that's what god does for us and yeah. i remember i used to get hung up on well what is the day
2: yeah tell me the day cuz everybody has these moments like god just hit me all yes. of a sudden and I was never the same. Like that's not the way it was with me. Yeah. It's kind of a moment. Which you know what is like, I don't know you can tell me what you think about
1: this. It's encouraged me as a parent though, Mm -hmm. because I can see like, I want my kids to kind of grow up into their own faith. For sure. My husband's a pastor, your husband's an elf. I make like, they grow up in church and I want my kids to own their faith and it to be theirs. And so that kind of gives me a lot of, just this confidence that God is like, a, it's a continual work in there. For
2: sure. As long as like the seed is planted, I want her to like question things. And right, yeah. she I had her at a Christian school and I took her out because like it was just turning her against it almost. Really? It was like too heavy or what? No, it was just, um, it wasn't working out. I'll say that. It wasn't working out and it was almost leaving like a bad taste in her mouth for like what Christianity is supposed to look like. You know, like- Oh, well, we're just going to show that person grace. Well, no, we're going to give them truth behind it. And that's your job as a school. Like you're not, there has to be truth behind the grace. Mm -hmm. And so I think like taking her out of that has helped her kind of like see all of God's creation and and not just in this little bubble, I guess, and like help her to really like let her light shine in the way that she wants it to and not the way that. She's told it's supposed yeah.
1: to. Yeah. Is she going to be in eighth grade?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: then high school. Yes. I'm the same. I have two eighth graders and it's just- At Two? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. No. two of my kids are six months apart. And so- You're in it too. I know. You're in it so too. we have a sophomore next year, two eighth graders and a sixth grader.
2: Oh my goodness. It's like
1: middle school drama life and
2: uh, high I school. Could, I couldn't imagine. Like- I, the, the boys are physically hard and I can do that all day. It's just the emotional stuff I kind of check out on. I'm like, I don't even know. It's which, so hard. I
1: only know boy teenagers mm-hmm. and the emotions I think are a lot less. Now there's still some like drama and yeah. like hormones, but it feels less, yeah. which is good because you well, got three good. of them.
2: Yeah, that's good. Are y'all done having kids? No. You're not. No, are you pregnant, Emily? No, I swear. You Can't I'm break not. it right here no, on the happy hour. I'm not. <laughs> no, I. I always know I want another one. I know this is like super dumb, but I'm like, I want a dog. I think I want to get a dog, and then I'm like, no, I think I like. I just am addicted to going to the hospital, finding out what it is. Like I love that feeling. And my one of my best friends, she has four kids, and she was like, I just knew after the fourth one, like I'm done. Yeah, I don't feel, that, don't feel way that way yet, way. and I'm. I feel like I'm also preparing myself. To like have so much going on when Ricky leaves the house that I can't spiral into a depression. Yeah, yeah. Like I just have to have another baby so that by the time she leaves, I'm just like so busy I can't even stop to think about it because I'll be so sad. Are you involved at your kid's school in elementary? Um, I mean, I only ask because you're gonna be doing this
1: for a long time.
2: I know. I when Ricky was little, I wanted to be at every party. I wanted to do everything. Now I'm like, don't make eye contact with me. I'm on the clock. I got stuff to do. <laughs>
1: I am the same way too. I'm like, nobody look at me. No, I can't do anything. Yes. I can't do it. We just finished our last year of elementary school and I could not have been happier because it's not the same way in middle school. You know that. Like, Oh it's yeah, not, she
2: doesn't want me anywhere no, near no.
1: middle they, school. Yeah, yeah. Um, does Tyler want more kids?
2: Oh yeah, he's the oldest of four boys and he wants as many as possible. I keep telling him, I'm like, if, as soon as you take a day off from work, I'll have another kid. This is and so he's fun. nowhere near that, so...
1: I love this. Y'all are just going to have just... You are going to move to where I mean homeschool all these kids. I know. I'm going to have to. <laughs> that is so, so fun. You know, it's true, though, what your girlfriend said, because... I mean, I think it's true. It was true in my life that um, when... So just here's how my kids came home, biological, mm-hmm. and then a domestic adoption. And then my daughter came home. And when she came home... I still had another son in Haiti that was waiting to come home. And so before my daughter came home, when I just had two at home and two in Haiti, I was like, I'm going to have another baby. I'm going to have another baby. My daughter comes home, that's three. And I know there's one more coming. And I was like, mm, no, I feel peace. Yeah. And I did for the first time, I felt like, I think we're good. This is our, this is our team. Like,
2: I, I haven't, I haven't reached that. And I have to like ask myself, do I want another baby or do I just want to, like, have a couple days in the hospital? I'm sure you could go with your friends when they find out what they're having. Yeah, Like, I just love being in the hospital, finding out what it is. Because we don't find out. And, like, having people watch oh, my you've kids. you never found out? The last two, we didn't. Okay, so your and first one, you with did. With Ricky, I did. And with my first boy, we did. Okay. And the last two, we didn't. And everybody hated it except for me. Oh, Even I would my hate husband, it if I was your friend and the tier. loved it. It was so much fun. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to buy anything. Like... It was just fun. I feel like there's so few surprises as adults. It was so much fun. I have C-sections. So it's like seeing my husband in the operating room. It's a boy. Yeah. It was so fun.
1: We've got to find something else for you to experience that same feeling.
2: I know. So you don't have 12 children. I (laughs) I know. I feel like, I mean, at this point, like I have a suburban and they're all three in car seats across the back. I'm like, we don't have any more room. What are we going to do with these? We've got to teach one of them how to like buckle and Uh unbuckle himself before we have another one. Just like practicality stuff. Right.
1: Uh Are there ages where they're all going to be in grades like kindergarten, first, second? Is it looking
2: like that? Are they all going to be one year apart in school? I think they're all 14 months apart like to the day. So I think they're all going to be... I think... uh, yeah. This much. is why the people at school thought you might be pregnant. Cause they're like 14 months. I, we're, she's behind schedule. Yeah, You are behind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you guys need to get it going. Um, well, I, I love that you love that. And I'm getting, can't wait to see all the kids that, you know, all you. you guys have. And- Can you
2: talk to my mom about it? Cause every time I see her, she's like, your little body just needs a break. <laughs> she's not into it at all. <laughs> that is so funny. Does your family live in Charlotte? They don't. So I'm really close with Ricky's Dad's parents okay. and they live here in Charlotte. Okay. And they're like my second parents. Um, but my mom lives in Virginia. My dad lives in Key West.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome.
2: <laughs> well, I
1: um, wish that you were breaking news on the happy hour about baby number five. Next time. Next time. Yes. Next time, I want you to bring it here and we will, we will <laughs> release
0: really Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,
1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod fifty to get fifty percent off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod five zero for fifty percent off. Um okay, I always ask my guests what they're loving mm-hmm. and what you're reading, which that's kind of like you've got three kids under four. I don't get, think you get much reading time.
2: No, I don't. I um I started the screw tape letters like i don't know how long ago and I'm, I'm hoping to finish it eventually at some point um i'm loving yellowstone like the part the show the sh- i don't even know there's a show oh my called gosh, yellowstone it's so good it's with kevin costner i'm obsessed oh. with it i've told everybody about it where it's do you so watch good. it um like amazon prime, Sorry, amazon prime. or itunes or okay. whatever that's like pretty much one of the only shows i watch consistently yellowstone i thought you meant the park no, that as Well that's what inspired the show inspired my love for like I want to go out west now. There you
1: go. <laughs> there you go. But
2: okay. That's pretty much it these days, to be honest. Yeah. Um I love driving around in the car with my kids buckled in, um, listening to headphones. <laughs> yeah. Um that's pretty much it. I love it. And you we
1: you and I have a mutual love for sonic cheese sticks. That's true. Dipped in ranch, not marinara. Oh, good for you. I'll go either way. <laughs> okay. I always say whatever you want. Surprise me. You're so laid back. I just like surprise me. I like them both. I like them both. Um, well, I hope you get to finish screw tape letters. Thank you. Because I actually have never finished either, but I hear it's really good. My
2: husband, he's really into he reads a lot. And at night, whenever I'm watching Housewives, he's reading. So he he's the one that encouraged it. So Oh, good. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. And how long have y'all been married? Five years. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Emily, thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thank you so
1: much. This was so fun. I loved having you and um, love following you on Instagram and just fun to get to know you for a little bit. Thanks for sharing parts of your story with us. Thank you. Yay. Today's show has also been sponsored by the new book, The Long Walk Home, by my friend and pastor at the Austin Stone Community Church, Matt Carter. In The Long Walk Home, we all know someone who has walked away from those who love them and even it may have been you who has done so. But there is nothing like the feeling of coming home only to embrace by our waiting Heavenly Father. Mac Carter takes a fresh look at the age-old biblical story of the prodigal son and helps us to discover and experience once again the radical, never-ending love of God for His sons and daughters. Pre-buy your copy today at The Long Walk Home at longwalkhomebook.com. Okay, I love... When Emily and I were talking about her being in the life that she has now and holding loosely the possibilities that she could pursue in her future, she said, one day I can do all these, but it's just not right now. And y'all, we talked a bit more after the interview about the same thing being true no matter what season of life that you're in. We can be so quick to rush to the next thing or think badly on where we are or where we are not, but one day we can do all the things. It's just not right now. That's incredibly comforting and full of peace for whatever season of life that you are in right now cherish and value the season that God has you in now. Guys, don't forget to take our survey, jamieivy.com slash survey, and we will send you your gifts at the end of August. Remember, we're gonna give you Patreon party fun for the month of September for only $1, plus free shipping in our merch store through the month of September. Today's show was edited by Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slockers, and the whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is Bianca Oltoff, She's a pastor. She's a wife. She's a stepmom. She's an author. She's a speaker. And she's a friend of mine. Bianca is a powerhouse of a woman who has a new book coming out at the end of the month. Her new book is this title. You ready for this? How to Have Your Life Not Suck. Becoming Today Who You Want to Be Tomorrow is available now for pre-order. Bianca and I sat down when I was in North Carolina and I loved our conversation. We talked about building up leaders. We talked about prison ministry. Plus, you're not going to believe where the next church plant of her and her husband Matt's church is gonna be. I cannot even believe it. We talked about dating culture. We talked about sex. It's a fun, fun conversation. All right, you guys, have a great week. We have happy hour live this weekend. I'm so excited. My kids start school next week. We're so excited. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend and I will see you all back here next week with my friend Bianca Oltoff.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh,